This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a hundred televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Warriors huddle with me, Bram. No markers today, but with me per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, fuck am I excited for this podcast, man. So we weren't even really supposed to record today. We've got Jason Dumas lined up for tomorrow. A thousand questions on what happens next and how game five will play. We'll deal with the Fox injury, all of that. But I'm just bursting with optimism. And so I figured if nothing else, dude, if nothing else, we had to sit down and do a glass half full. How are you feeling? How's this podcast finding you? Uh, real, real good. I mean, it was a stressful end of the game, but now I'm feeling pretty nice. There is no other form of entertainment that bleeds into my life the way Warriors basketball does. Um, I was sitting with a friend of mine and we were joking about this. And he said, and this part wasn't joking, that it's a part of our identity. And I kind of fought back like, no, you know, I mean, it means the world to me. And I'm spending all this time with it, but it's not a part of my identity. And then if I'm being honest, after the Warriors win, Food tastes better. Colors are more attractive to me. Roses smell better. I enjoy the company of my friends more. So identity or not, my emotional well-being is far too wrapped up with this team. And good news, dude. Harrison Barnes missed that shot, so I'm doing pretty well. Holy shit. I feel like I'm I'm with you, except I'm starting from a much lower baseline because honestly, even through three games, I was pretty depressed, you know? So like, it just brought back me to like a normal state as opposed to things tasting better. They just at least didn't taste like dog shit anymore. I mean, you know what? Now that you say that, that last response of mine made me seem a little bit more sane than it should, which is really weird because it wasn't a sane thing to say. It, it, Every one of these playoff games feels like a minefield that I have to walk across. And that was true even of the dynastic winning years. You know, I get to the end of this thing, and it's not like I run around celebrating. It's like, oh, like I, you know, I'm, I'm like yes. super, okay, we made it to another day. Let's see. But now that it's a day away, you know, now that some of that relief has turned into exhilaration, I guess I say. And uh, 
We've only got one segment ahead of us. It's a remarkably short podcast, but it's an important one. And it's a glass half full, man. Look back to just one game. Take a look at that game four and give me something you like and don't. I'll go first and I'm going to take the easiest one off the table. All right. So I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but there's times when I'll have a nightmare, right? And it just feels palpable. It feels so fucking real. And I wake up and then there's that like, whatever, 20 to 30 second realization. I'm like, oh, holy shit. It didn't happen. You know, like we're fine. We get to move on with our life and everything's fine. That time out was one of those false nightmares. There was, there was a, you know, a two minute period of my life where Steph Curry had called a timeout. The Suns had a chance to deliver the most gut punch loss in the history of losses. And then Maxime didn't happen. We're fine. We move on. So there's my first glass half full. And I'll give you one that's a little bit more um, weaponized, a little bit more pro warriors. It's who Clay Thompson was in that last game. Mm-hmm. Um, not only did he go for 26, not only shoot for 60% shooting, he had a 22 plus minus in a game that was known for its lead changes and tight, uh, game. You know, at no point was there this huge lead and clay was at the heart of it. And I think it's the exclamation point at the end of the is clay back, uh, response. You know, he finally gave us everything, both sides of the ball in an important fucking game. And I'll make this one personalized too. I had a knee surgery a while back. And when I had that knee surgery, I remember telling the surgeon, you know, here's what I want to do because my kid's kind of young and I want to be able to play soccer with her. And about a month back, my kids, uh, the, the team they're playing against, the opponents didn't show up. They needed the parents. I went out, I played, and there it was. This was what I had been working for that entire time. I bet you all those times that Clay Thompson was getting right through two years of physical therapy, he had moments in his mind that he wanted to realize. That's why he was going through this. And I bet you one of them was that three-pointer he hit to end the third quarter that was just this enormous shot to, to give us a double-digit lead, and then he shithoused the Kings hopping back on his repaired knee. So, you know, there's the other thing I like. What do you got? Thanks for that reminder. I was so wrapped up in the moment by moment of the game that I didn't get a chance to sort of celebrate how wonderful it is to have Clay back. And and I'll, I'll take it a step further because what I felt like, you know, Steph had a miraculous game too. And maybe I shouldn't put it that way, actually. You know, I almost feel like now some of the performances that we saw from De'Aaron Fox earlier in the series, they felt miraculous. This just felt like not not totally expected, right? But also like a very familiar feeling like, yes, we've been here many times before and it just felt so good to see those shots going in over and over again um and you know the the i, I think my my glass half full was we were getting to uh we got to it was like four minutes and 40 seconds left in the game right and uh doris burke is talking about how like this is the definition of clutch time we're within five points and there's under five minutes to go this is where De'Aaron fox turns on you know the the, uh, the inaugural clutch player of the year like this is his time and you know whose time it was steph curry it was the warriors <laughs> time that's my glass half full as i was tired of hearing about it's like okay he did it in one regular season that's not a guarantee that he's gonna do it in the playoffs and when the lights shine the brightest it was the warriors who succeeded let's go here i'll throw an explanation point on that one too um so i thought that the warriors were gonna win yeah but i thought that they were gonna win because of their guile yeah their championship culture so all the shit i was saying you know finally sacramento got knocked under the mat and i didn't think they'd get up i was wrong they did they did get up but it's the thing i like maxine all right, we keep talking about the Warriors look a little bit older. They do. They look a little less athletic. They do. But yesterday, we caught two shotgun blasts of 
everything Sacramento's youth and athleticism has to fucking author. You know, the, the Fox did everything you could possibly expect. And what happened? They lost. So fuck you and your youth and your athleticism. That's not going to be enough. Off we go. This entire thing has fucking shifted. Here's something else I like. Having a Harrison Barnes missed wide open three-pointer helped the Warriors. The second he threw that up, you know, I mean, like I was worried, man. I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't worried. But if I had to handpick anyone in the arena to take that shot, I think I would have taken Harrison Barnes over like some of the fans. So, you know, way to go, Harry B. You are exactly what we needed at the exact moment we needed you. It was, you know, uh, it, it felt good watching that go up, which is such a weird sensation because obviously that, you know, that game seven shot was the uh, almost from the same spot, a little bit farther down. But, uh, you know, I think what also felt good about it was the whole time I was screaming at my television. No, when De'Aaron Fox is bringing the ball up, I, you know, like I just gave a bunch of slander De'Aaron Fox, but like there's a reason he's the clutch player of the year. It was a very scary moment. And the defense that we played on him without fouling, just solid seven seconds of defense, which is enough disruption to force him to pass it to Harrison Barnes. And it was like, this is great. I knew when it was going up. I was like, we got it. I'm going to give you a great off the court report. And so we're going to explore this way more tomorrow. But I'll give you a little piece of it today. I went to the game yesterday and got lucky enough. I was in a suite and the oh. suite I was in was next to Sacramento's suite. So literally everyone to my right were all the people from the coaching staff and everything who don't go down on the bench. It's all their executives and all these other things. And I have a bunch of neurosis when I'm watching games. And one of them, if I'm really worried about a shot, I don't even want to watch it. You know, and so Harrison Barnes pulls up for that three and I did not want to watch live and I need somewhere to look. And so I look off to the right, kind of like just using my periphery. And that puts me now I'm watching <laughs> Sacramento's fucking box, you know, and like those uh, those tweets showing you know, a point of view when, you know, the Steph hits a three pointer or something. I now had a point of view of when Harrison Barnes misses a wide open three. And I can tell you that when he took the shot you already saw some of the disappointment of the executives in that fucking box. You're like, none of them were like hand in hand, but like no one was like, oh, it's good. Everyone's like, oh my God. They, they had an unmistakable face because I've seen it for multiple years of really Harrison's who is going to take this. And then they were hella disappointed, which was just incredible. Um, another thing I like, Draymond, class of board, not just how he played, um, not just how he tried to suck Darren Fox into those conflict wins we've talked about in the past. He was, he was one minute into the game and then immediately started screaming at Fox. I mean, then maybe glass half empty too. I don't know if I needed, you know, the yeah. Draymond being dramaful before we even got into his third minute of his return. But I liked that he, that he saw if he could push Fox around mentally. I liked um, how the Warriors ultimately used him. And then most of all, I liked his adjustment. You know, I, I should have pulled the quote so we could play it here. But they talked to him, you know, were you okay with coming off the bench? And he said, fuck yeah, I was. In fact, he had a better line than that. He said that when he was watching that game three, he could see from, and then he said literally a mile away, because he wasn't watching the game from a mile away, that they could benefit from him being used in a different way. And that this team looks for wins, not personal accolades. And, you know, he's, he's underlining what we've seen from Steph and Andre across the board, but it's just another reminder who these fucking guys are and the the mentality that they all have. Yeah, I, I, I really respected the whole energy. I mean, even when he came onto the court that he didn't try to be a shell of himself. Uh, I agree with you though. It was a little over the top, but also credit to, um, to, to Dylan for sending us the, the take from Dre's podcast, um, about him just sort of saying taking ownership over 
Steph making that timeout call when there wasn't a timeout to give, which is really interesting. And I don't know, maybe we'll discuss that a little bit more tomorrow, but just to, to toss it out right there in the moment, I didn't even blame Steph. You know, I feel like that's the definition of championship pedigree. The coach's challenge is a relatively new um, uh, addition to the league's rules. And the fact that you lose a timeout when you miss the challenge, I mean, it was like, obviously they shouldn't have challenged it, but it was one of those moments where, you know, I feel like shit happens. And if you're in the zone, he probably knew how many timeouts there were and just didn't take into account the coach's challenge. But anyways, working backwards. Um, so we will, we should play that Draymond quote and I haven't heard it yet. Him taking credit for it. Um, but it's hard to believe because I've since watched the replay and Steph, what, what Draymond says is, look, I should have been his outlet. Should have been behind him. Steph got trapped, didn't have an outlet, was forced into a timeout that he shouldn't have taken. But I've watched that fucking highlight. And there wasn't like Steph got trapped and looked behind him and was like, oh, no. Steph got trapped and called him a timeout almost immediately. you know. And so like we can talk about it openly now because it doesn't matter. It's a nightmare that didn't come to fruition. you know. But even if all Draymond was doing was taking that bullet, then, you know, look, and then credit for him. It makes me like him even more. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I'll give you another point of view uh, from the arena. When that timeout thing happened, confusion reigned, right? So when, when Steph gets it and gets doubled and then seemingly calls a timeout, the place is going crazy. Game's over. You know, it's night-night time. Um, yeah. And then they, they play stops. And But initially, all the fans, at least in the arena, think, play stopped because there's a timeout. Or there's a timeout on the floor, something. You don't know. And then there's weird confusion. We stop cheering. And you can tell that the players on the floor are walking around in a way that doesn't make sense. And they're not going back to the huddle. And then they start talking about technical. And you're like, oh, why? What do you mean? And then they slowly explain, okay, you call the timeout they didn't have. And then you see everybody figuring out what that means. Um, you know, the, the fans are like, okay, well, they get a free throw. Oh, my God, they get the ball as well. And the, the how quickly that ton of bricks came down on our head after not understanding. Because I, I would mm. imagine on the telecast, they're like, okay, here's what's going down. Here's here's the next thing. And none of that was happening in the arena. So next thing I fucking know, Deer and Fox is firing up a goddamn three-pointer, apparently with a broken finger. And, you know, my life is flashing before my eyes. But again, at the risk of saying it for the third time, it didn't happen, Maxime. It's a nightmare that didn't land. So, you know, it is what it is. I guess you're going to have to keep reminding me of that because I kind of want to throw up now just reliving <laughs> that. I, they did not tell us right away, you know? It's just like, okay, they got the T. It's like, all right, all right, they get one shot. That's a bummer. But, like, obviously we'll get the ball back because it's a ridiculous call to then give them possession on just, like, a dumb mistake. They also get the ball. I was fully freaking out. And, 
You're gonna get so it didn't happen, right? Just tell me again. That was a nightmare, right? Jesus I, Christ. I swear to God, at some point, so another peek behind the neurotic curtain. At some point yesterday while watching the game, I thought to myself internally, stop thinking, don't hit a three. Because every time I complete that sentence in my head, they hit a three. And so like that tech, I literally, I think to myself, don't hit a three. And then I go, God damn it, Bram, you're not supposed to. And then he, and they fucking hit that three. And it was like, it's all happening. It's all happening. But they won, man. Um, seeing King fans. And there, you know, to their credit, there were a good amount of Kings fans mm-hmm. there. Seeing Kings fans walk out of there as stunned as they were was just fantastic. And actually, um, I don't know why I didn't lead with this. It just shows I'm an asshole. But there was apparently a uh, local Sacramento TV station that was there um, because not only the cameraman and the reporter, but everyone whom they were interviewing was only Kings fans. It was mm-hmm. just left and right. And one of those like random moments I genuinely enjoyed. I mean, I don't know how long I saw them, however long it takes to walk from one portion of Thrive Center or Thrive City to the next. So, you know, maybe 90 seconds. But throughout that 90 seconds, they did not get one answer from the Kings fans that they were interviewing because every time they stopped the question, someone would go out and go, Warriors in six, Warriors in six, <laughs> which is like saying, fuck you guys, you're not winning another game on live national television. So fantastic. I really enjoyed that as well. <laughs> that's that's immaculate and like poor planning, you know, not a great decision on their part. I can neither confirm nor deny that I screamed Warriors and Six a couple of times while walking in front of the camera. So we'll see <laughs> if I actually made uh, made any Sacramento news stations. Uh, quick hitter, and then we'll get out of here and save some of this heat for tomorrow's podcast. Fox, you, we've heard the news now. Um, we've we've both Shams and Woj have reported that De'Aaron Fox has a fracture on a shooting hand, index finger. Um, and then that's where the reporting splits a little bit. Uh, Shams seems to think that we're not going to see De'Aaron. He's already been listed as doubtful, whereas Woj's tweet eh, is a little bit more optimistic. Uh, initial thoughts when you found out about that, what'd you think? Mm, such a such a range of feelings, you know? The, the rational, like now, I'm like, man, that's such a bummer, you know? Like, uh, th- yeah. who was it? I mean, there's, there's another player uh, that was wearing... Um, Man, who was it? In another series, there's a guy who's got a hurt hand. Um, DeMontis, this series, when I kept saying they needed to hit his thumb. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but it's like it was like a shoot. It's like Trey Young or something. In any case, uh, like obviously hampered, right? Obviously not playing as well. If De'Aaron Fox does play on um, on uh, on Wednesday, which is possible, I doubt that he's going to be shooting as well as he would normally. That's a huge, huge deal, and that's a bummer, you know? Like even if now if we win the series and he's out, right, like, you get Kings fans getting to say like, oh, if he was healthy, we would have beaten you, whatever. It's not a clean series. You don't like those proverbial asterisks. Yeah. But there's a part of me, <laughs> there's a part of me that just wants to win no matter what. And, uh, I, you know, if it's if it's something that's that's healable and he'll be back to his full self by come next season, then everybody wins in my book. This is, I mean, it depends on when you ask me. If you asked me right as I was screaming at that uh, Sacramento television station, Warriors and Six, <laughs> probably would have been happy that he was out, right? Now, you know, a little bit calmer. Um, it underlines that this is the icing on the dynastic cake this year. Because, like, that first year when the Warriors are going for a championship and the, and the Cavs had some injury problems, I went behind this microphone and said, I don't give a fuck who's hurt. My team has been hurt my entire life. Nobody gave one shit about their shortcomings. And so the fact that we are getting some windfalls now, I 
don't care. Bring if, if we had to beat a WNBA team for the championship, I would have been totally fine with it. Now that we've kind of done that, you know, and, and this is um, a different run up the mountain, I wouldn't minded a full squad to beat, you know, and, and, and Fox is having one hell of a series. So we'll see if, you know, fast forward, man. And game five happens and Fox plays and he looks great. Ask me again, because I'm pretty sure I'll be changing that response. <laughs> um, also, I'd, I'd love to know, it's been nothing but guesses, but at least on the text threads I've had, I'd love to know when he broke it. Mm-hmm. Because my assumption is that it was broken when he hit that hell of a three-pointer that you know almost cost me years off my life. So if he's hitting that type of clutch shit, even with a broken finger then chances are he's playing on you know game five and he's still going to be a a problem for Golden State. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I I hear that and like look, I'm no sports scientist, but at the same time, right? Like if if you're breaking it in the fourth quarter or fracturing it or whatever in the fourth quarter, you know, it hasn't swelled up yet. You know, you're playing through adrenaline. You're probably able to to manage a lot, you know, but a few days later, it's probably got to hurt a lot more and it's probably definitely pretty swollen. You know, it's a it's a different situation than the moment that you break it. So are you know. a sports scientist, though? That's what I would like to know, because if you're not a sports scientist, I'm not going to listen to one thing you have to say. I imagine you're not in like sports medicine or something or are you out there like creating athletes like with, you know, in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I got my 3D printer in the back. It's a, it's a, it's a little side <laughs> venture I've been working on. <laughs> I am. I am a sports oh. scientist, and I can tell you that. Yeah, no, I mean that. Fair enough. And adrenaline is different at the end of the game, immediately after an injury, than it would be jumping back in. Although I, you know, there's probably some painkillers and shit they can um, they can give them. I guess. I guess we'll find out, man. Um, I'll ask you this again tomorrow when we really explore. But what's your prediction for Game Five? Ah. Uh, uh, I, uh, I I I guess it it does depend a lot on Deer and Fox because I'm. I felt like otherwise this is going seven. Um, yep. But, uh, I mean, if he's anything other than the transcendent self that he's been through the first four games, then I think Warriors are taking the game five. I'm feeling myself. If they brought back Prime Jordan, I'd be telling you fucking Warriors in six. I'm all the way in. I've already been on television saying that. I might as well say it on our own podcast. Maxine, <laughs> God, it's great to have playoff basketball back, man. It just, it, there's no other form of entertainment like this. There really isn't. Um, and for now that we're winning and I feel on top of the world, I love it. Let's go, man. Hell yes. Let's go. Dubs in six. I'm in. Cubs and six hell yeah i'll get that news crew out here and we can uh we can do it together all right man i appreciate you humoring me and doing a quick one here um let's get it out for people who are listening you want to get us a question some feedback uh some issues for tomorrow's podcast you can shoot that too. huddle at warriorshuddle.com we are also on a few social media sites um let me start with the most important what maxime is doing over on youtube is nothing short of dope as fuck get over there Look at these videos, look at the highlights, look at the shorts, look at what he's doing. It'll, it costs you nothing. It'll help us even if you just look on there. And if you feel it, subscribe. We're also up on Twitter. You know that one, at Warriors Huddle. And we are on Instagram, where you'll see Marcus's work and uh, Dylan and Tiffany's work. With that in mind, go Warriors. And hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow. Good, good. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.